0: Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Parkview. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to you online, especially those of you on Facebook Live who didn't get to be on last week. It was Zuckerberg's fault, okay? I just got to tell you, he did something, but he's back. We're back. Welcome. We're glad that you're here. Uh, Bitcoin in the Bible. It's not the mark of the beast. We're not going to be studying Revelation. I got an angle on this, and and I promise you, um, it's a a fascinating concept, okay? My parents were here last weekend, and they said, uh, what's this Bitcoin in the Bible thing? It sounds like a scam. Bitcoin sounds like a scam to me, you know? And I said, Mom and Dad, I don't really think I can explain it to you. Because basically, it's the marriage of everything that we don't understand about money to everything we don't understand about computers, okay? And, and you still have a VCR, guys. And I'm guessing it's, it's flashing 12 o'clock right now. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to try, okay? But, but just so you know, the goal of this series is not to try to educate you or convince you about cryptocurrency. There, there's a fascinating angle I think this gives us to understanding alternative economy. All right? So, so stay with me. Bitcoin and cryptocurrency has opened up this weird new approach to the way we manage value, which is what I mean by a, a alternate economy. How do we manage value? I mean, it was all, value was always tied to, you know, something that was regulated. It was, it was tied to gold. It was tied to a bank. It was tied to a government. But Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in general is not tied to any of this. It's bizarre. So how do you define, how do you define it with a value? Just so you know, Bitcoin is just one of uh, the one probably people know of cryptocurrencies. There are fifty. This is going to really blow your mind. Fifteen hundred different kinds of cryptocurrency. Okay. Is that helping you? So last year, Bitcoin started at thousand dollars. It went to $20,000 by the end of the year. It's now valued at $8,000. So you see the fluctuation. The deal is a few years ago, you only heard about this cryptocurrency thing from that one guy in your office, right? That one guy who wouldn't shut up about it. In our office, we call him Todd. Okay. <laughs> 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 and, 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 and Todd is convinced that this is is a legitimate idea, okay? The problem is, what happened is more and more non tods have been getting into cryptocurrency because we hear stories about people making crazy money off of it. And the longer that it goes, the more people get FOMO, okay? We're fear missing out. So we may not understand it, but now, and and now you walk into a store or you sign up for, you you know, you sign out on something online and they're accepting cryptocurrency, right? So you're like, wow, this is starting to get a little bit bit more legitimate, okay? So cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin, it's decentralized digital currency. That's the weird part about it. It's virtual currency. There's nothing, it's not tied to any value of any kind that you can hold in your hand. Well, well, how do they make these these coins? Well, they mine them out of computers in code. Yeah. (laughs) And then they trade it. Well, how does it have any value? Well, it's really not unlike many things that we already have, okay? The fundamental reason that Bitcoin or cryptocurrency has value is because people say it has value, right? I mean, I watched the John Oliver special on this on HBO. He said, it's like Beanie Babies, right? I mean, remember the Beanie Baby craze? Those of you who are old enough, you know, we were all trading these and we were collecting them. And there are still people that believe that they are worth money. Like here's, here's an Internet ad for Valentino Baby, right? $15,000. This one, this lizard thing that I'm holding in my hand, I have been online and seen it for sale for $17,000. I also saw it for sale for $3. Okay, so it's not worth, it's only worth what somebody's going to pay for it. I had a friend who had a basement full of these, and they were like, oh, uh, hey, I looked online, and these are still worth something. I'm going to try to sell them. Nobody bought any of them, okay? It's not, so nobody wants the junk in your basement, I'm going to tell you. It's not unlike any other thing in our life, though. I mean, normal value is based on what people pay for it. We built our home in Mokina in 1995. And then it went up in value, and then it went down in value. And then I started dreaming about moving to Indiana. Amen? Okay, good. You get this. It's the same thing. Its, it's value is what people will pay for it. The weird part about cryptocurrency is that anybody can create one. Anybody can create a, 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 a Bitcoin, a crypto coin. Anybody can do it. There are 1,500 kinds today. The funniest one, the thing that should illustrate this the best, is one called Dogecoin. Dogecoin was started as a joke. That dog is a famous internet meme dog, and somebody decided they would make up this coin to demonstrate how stupid people will buy anything. And then stupid people bought it, and it's now worth $2 billion. We're all stupid. Let's go home, okay? That's your sermon. Hey, thank you. Glad you could to be here. Honestly, if you're trading in cryptocurrency, you aren't really investing, you're gambling. But, but then again, you always were with the stock market as well. It's just that you had a piece of a company, like a real company, in the stock market, right? Or, 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 or if you were, you know, commodities or whatever it was. Old baseball cards. I mean, at least you've got something you can hold in your hand. But the value is what somebody's going to pay for it, all right? Warren Buffett, richest man in the world. Uh, had his Berkshire Hathaway, you know, meeting in Omaha uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he said, no, cryptocurrencies, no. He said, it produces nothing, so I predict cryptocurrencies will come to a bad ending, okay? He also stayed out of the dot-com bubble, so he's a pretty smart guy, pretty rich guy. His business partner, Charlie Munger, 94-year-old dude, he's sitting up there, he's like, well, Warren, I like cryptocurrencies a lot less than you do. To me, it's dementia. He said, it's like, it's like somebody else is trading fecal matter, I changed words, and, and you decide you can't be left out. That's basically what cryptocurrency is, which really leaves George Washington kind of looking like this, okay? You see what I mean? <laughs> But, but here's what I, here's, that's all you need to know. What, what I want to do is I want to look at this objectively and go back to the idea of alternative economy. Because my whole point is that it's based on a different value, and it's in a value that we don't understand. How do we manage value? There are a lot of things that, that, that can't be quantified with traditional currency. Okay, If this beanie baby was the one that your toddler slept with every night and you left it at a hotel, accidentally, like I did for our wonderful little toddler, Becca. There's a picture of Becca when she was so cute and adorable. If that, she had a little thing that she slept with called baby. You know what I did? I called the hotel and I offered a reward to the person who could find this ragged, nasty piece of torn fabric called baby because it had alternative value. And they didn't find it, which is why Becca is the way she is today, okay? <laughs> but, but listen... My, uh, my, there's all kinds of, you see what I'm saying? I mean, it's worth what somebody will pay for it or it's worth what it's worth to you. My fourth grandchild is due in two weeks. I can't wait. And I can't place a numeric value on that, you know, on that experience. As a matter of fact, I'll be giving up money and frequent flyer miles and sleep and work to be in California for the value of meeting my grandchild for the first time. I've been married to an amazing woman for 34 years. It is impossible to place a financial value on my marriage. There has definitely been a financial impact on the marriage, from the marriage, okay, insert joke here, but, but the truth is there's no way to assign normal value to what it's meant to me to have her as my Ezra, my helper from the Lord for all of these years. We could do a profit loss analysis on Denise if we wanted to. but. <laughs> But let's not, and that's not a true reflection of what has happened because of the synergy of us working together. For example, divorce is one of the worst financial decisions you could make in your life. Somebody give me an amen, okay? Right, okay? So, therefore, my financial bottom line is measurably better just because she never threw me out. Do you see what I'm saying? Let alone what we have done together. So, and the stats tell us that married men live longer on average than single men. It may not want to, but, but how do you factor that in? Okay? How, how do you manage that into a normal value equation? And what? let's just keep going. What if I would have married somebody else? I love the old story about Bill and Hillary. They're, they're driving one day, and they stop at a gas station, and, 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 and Hillary recognizes the guy that's working at the gas station. So she goes and chats with him for a little while, and, and, and they get back in the car, and, and Bill's like, well, who was that? And Hillary said, oh, that was my old boyfriend. And Bill got kind of a smug look on his face. He's like, you know, kind of driving, a little smug. She finally looks at him and goes, what? He said, well, well think about it, Hillary. I mean, if you would have married him instead of me, you would have been married to a gas station attendant instead of the president of the United States. She said, no, Bill, if I'd have married him, he'd be the president of the United States and you'd be a gas station attendant. Amen. <laughs> hey, man, that, that's, that's my life, Okay. That's true for me. Look at me. I mean, there's an indefinable value to the fact that I married this woman who's helped me. That's an alternative economy, okay? So here's where I'm going with this. You have to think outside the box with cryptocurrency. That's the only way that it works because there's not a normal box that it goes in. That's why it's kind of blowing everybody's minds. and Most people are kind of getting rid of it and not worrying about it, and some people are embracing it, all right? The same thing is true for kingdom currency. You have to think outside of the box with kingdom currency. And by kingdom currency, I mean the way that that God gives things to us, the way that we invest things, our time and our treasure and our talent back to God. It's based on on an out-of-the-box kind of an experience. And, And I'll explain it to you, okay? First thing, both of these things are coming from a place you don't understand. Bitcoins, this is from Wikipedia, are mined from computers using blockchain technology that registers every transaction. These transactions are verified into what are called blocks. They're verified to ensure that they are legitimate by cryptocurrency miners, and this checks if the same coin hasn't been expended before the transaction is cleared, and that the input and output expenses tally. The next sequential transaction block is then connected to it, and this is how cryptocurrencies are created and how new crypto coins are made. Is that helpful, mom? No, of course not. You don't understand it. As a matter of fact, crypto, I mentioned this already, but crypto coins, cryptocurrency is mined Mine. They call it mining from computers in code. Here's a picture of a guy mining. I mean, it looks like he's working on his computer. Yeah, but he's mining cryptocurrencies, mining coins and with blockchain technology. Does that help you? No, unless you're special agent mocha buy from the blacklist or one of my nerdy son-in-laws, I doubt if that helps you very much, okay? But the same thing is true for kingdom currency. I'm going to tell you, it comes from a place that you don't really understand. Listen to King David. He's, he's raised up this offering, and the people have generously given their money as an offering to build the temple. David, praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly, saying, Praise be to you, O Lord God of our father Israel. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor. For everything in heaven and earth is yours. Everything. In heaven and earth is yours, okay? Uh, You don't understand it. I don't understand it. That that doesn't make any sense to me. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you, okay? That's the source, and I don't understand it. So I had to think out of the box a little bit. Wealth and honor come from you. You're the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and to give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and we praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people? We should be able to give as generously as this. Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. Do you understand that any any better than computers? mining computers? I mean, at least I know what a computer is. I can't define God. I mean, I would be considered Special Agent Harlow to the FBI in theology if they put me on their task force, but I don't know much about God. And I'm comfortable with that because the Apostle Paul said, who has known the mind of the Lord? Who has been his counselor? What I'm saying here is that one of the huge problems we have when it comes to kingdom currency, when it comes to investing, okay, in kingdom currency, especially with our money, but with our time, with our talents, with whatever it is, is that we think we actually understand it. We think that when we give something, it means we don't have it anymore. But that's not true because there's a alternative economy going on at the same time. Some of us, unfortunately, most Americans don't pay nearly enough attention to the money. We just check a balance every once in a while. We'll talk more about that next week. But but even if you do, there is an alternative economy that you can't understand. Because I know I've been living in it for a long time, and I can't explain it. I love it when an accountant or a money manager or somebody that really pays close attention to money walks into the wacky world of God. I love it when they start giving to God, when they start start investing in the kingdom of heaven. Because you know what happens? They can't figure out what's going on. They never can. Because here's here's the reason. Bottom lines don't exist in kingdom currency because God does not fit on a ledger. Let me say that again. Bottom lines don't exist in kingdom currency because God does not fit on a ledger. That, that, that's the reason this cryptocurrency analogy is so fascinating to me. Because it's, it's, a, it's just like this whole new alternative value. And we can't understand the things of the kingdom. I mean, take a look around you. If, if you're at one of our services this week at any campus, take a look around you. And ask yourself a question I ask myself all the time. How did this place happen? I mean, we had over 10,000 people worship with us last weekend, like in seats in buildings, not even including those of you online. They, they, They sat in seats in buildings that were paid for by God. God gave money to people to give, and they did, and buildings happened. And You know what? None of those people want their money back because they didn't miss it. They didn't lose it. They were investing it, and it's unbelievably been worth it because they're starting to understand an alternative economy. How do we manage value? Their kid got baptized. Their friend's marriage was saved. They found hope and strength and salvation for eternity. Their daughters were told they could be warriors. There is no price tag that you can put on that. And God gave us all, all who are part of this journey, way more blessings to replace the ones that we gave in the first place. Farmers understand this. Paul said, He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Farmers get this. They, they sow seed and it produces way more than the little bit of seed that they had. Because that's an alternative economy. You will be enriched in every way. I'm living proof of this. To be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. It's just this beautiful cycle. Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. That's alternative economy. Farmers understand this. I don't know why we can't understand it. It's coming from a place that we don't understand, but there is a limited amount. Farmers understand this too. There's a limited amount. you got to decide if you're going to sow the seed if you're going to make bread with it, right? I mean, bitcoins may seem like dementia to you or trading guano. I get that, and that's probably true. But the only way that there is value is that there is a limited supply of each coin. However, this mining computer process works, it's based on this blockchain technology and each block is connected to another one and they're linked securely and everybody can see them at the same time. So once a previous block has been used, there's a timestamp on it and it can't be altered from that point on, okay? I mean, it's like the value base for anything there is. The fewer of them there are, the more value there is. I have an autographed Stan Musial bat somewhere in my attic, okay? Stan Musial, one of the great St. Louis Cardinal players from back in the day. It became more valuable the day he died because there's a limited amount of autographs from Stan Musial. I don't know what it's worth. It doesn't matter. I just want to bring up the St. Louis Cardinals. Amen, okay? I, I, that's all I'm saying <laughs> it, 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 is at this point, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. There's, there's nobody. Stan Musial can't sign any more bats, Well, how does that relate to the kingdom? Jesus told this parable one time. And by the way, half of the stories that Jesus told, half of them are about kingdom currency. Like 16, okay? Again, it will be like a man going on a journey. This is the God figure in this parable. Who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them, right? Everything came from God. To one, he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags of gold, to another one bag, each according to his ability. Let me, let me stop there, okay? I don't know why, but, but Jesus said this is what happens. God gives some things to some people, he gives other things to other people, and there is a limited amount. I mean, he defined it here. Whether you get five or two or one, I, it doesn't matter. There is a limited amount here. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and got five more, invested it, and it multiplied. So also the one with two bags gained two more. But the man who had one bag went, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. Okay? It's God's economy. He chooses to appropriate however he wants to. But, but he gave one guy five, another guy two, and another guy one. The five guy invested it and got five more. The two guy invested it and got two more. The one guy said, no, no I'm just going to go hide it, and, and that was it. And that's how kingdom currency works, okay? And honestly, our money is a test. Jesus said this. He said, if you haven't been trustworthy with worldly wealth, who's going to trust you with true riches? cryptocurrency or kingdom currency, either way. Coming from someplace you don't understand, that's okay. There's a limited amount, and the value is going to fluctuate until you put it someplace secure again bitcoin went 1000 to 20000 last year is back down to 8000 you got to figure out the best time to buy or sell if you're going to get into this but it's the same with any market it's just way more volatile you may win you may lose you don't know how it's going to go okay so you could take your money you could make some money on bitcoin and, and you could put it in a guaranteed annuity if you wanted to i mean that's going to be a lot safer and you're going to get a lot less return on it, and it's still only worth what the bank or the government is worth that is guaranteeing that annuity. Or you could just go buy gold and stick it in your mattress if you want to, but we don't really know how gold is going to go up and down over the years. It fluctuates a lot. Jesus said, when it comes to our kingdom currency, there's only one place that is secure. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy. And where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Whether you're using your talents or your time or your treasure for God, the sooner you invest it, the better. And Jesus guarantees us that we never lose anything that we invest in the kingdom of God because it's a part of an alternative economy. Do you see what I'm saying? We, we, can, we can think that we understand everything. When it comes to my money, I can look at, I can look at my quick end. I can, I, can I can look at the things that I'm doing and I can go, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But we don't understand that, that when we invest in the kingdom, God does things to it that, that are not a part of a spreadsheet. Here's, here's what the prophet Jeremiah said. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who depends on flesh for his strength. And whose heart burns away from the, turns away from the Lord? He will be like a bush in the wastelands. He will not see prosperity when it comes. He will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. Now, look, I don't, I don't believe God's making that happen. I'm just saying, if you're trusting in man, we know what that's going to be like. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him, because He's going to be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward a man according to his conduct, according to what his deeds deserve. He gives us five. He gives us two. He gives us one, and then he sees what we do with it and how we manage our kingdom currency it is all about what he does when he takes care of us and if we get a hold of this this alternative economy we're like a tree that's planted by the water it's always bearing fruit can can i i, I just got to tell you this is where I live now, and it's, it's so it's so much more fun being old and and talking about kingdom currency. I, I'm old enough for IHOP senior discount, in case you're wondering. And 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 and, and, and in the old days, I used to talk about kingdom currency, and you know, we've always been you know people who were, have faith with our money and with our time and with our with our talents. That's always been the way that it's been. We've always been tithers, ten percent. Yeah, that's an old testament concept, but but Jesus said don't neglect it, so we still did, and, and God's blessed that. But if I'm a young guy, you're like, okay, whatever. You're, just, you're, you're losing some money. No, no, no. I can tell you now as the IHOP senior discount guy that I've been living this long enough that there's something else going on. I mean, we, we've we've been tithers all of our life. We've had five capital campaigns that we've given over and above to. We've done other things in our life. We have always been the same about our our calendars and about our our time and, and how we how we manage our talents and the things that we do. That's always been important to us. And I can tell you, as a person here, I talk about this all the time. When you're in point A and you're a young person, you're trying to get to B. You have these dreams of B. B is your financial goals at retirement or B is what, you know, whatever it is that you want to accomplish in your life. And, and I'm, I'm like flying past F and G right now, okay? I know that. I, 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 I'm way past where I thought I was going to be in terms of, of a tree, planted by the water in terms of fruit, bearing fruit, even financially. It doesn't make any sense to me that I'm over here because I invested this money. And that doesn't even include what is in the kingdom of heaven now. I, I just want to encourage you. It's, it's time to think about jumping in with your money. It is. It's time to get. We, if, you're, if you're visiting, you may not have noticed or maybe you're waiting for it. We don't pass the offering. We're not trying to get money out of you. We, we encourage our people to give online and give regularly and jump in, and I want to encourage you to do that. I brought my all-in ship, those of you who are here the very first weekend, heard me preach this. This is this, what we were going to we gave these out. Some of you got them on your key ring, whatever. talked about the double blessing. We were asking God for a double blessing this year. A double blessing to come from him, but, but, but this was our all in ship, and we're going to carry it around saying, hey, I'm all-in this year. Well, have you been? I mean, we're a few months into the year now. Have you been all-in? Because I want to encourage you with your time, with your talents, with your treasure, w- w- with your life, are you all-in? Because, God, there's a limited supply. And until God sees what we do with it, there's not more that's going to be available. It's an alternative economy. I believe with all my heart that when Solomon says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight, I believe that that's true because I've been living that for a long time. He says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones and honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crops, then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. I'm telling you, that's an alternative value. That's an alternative economy that you can't understand until you jump in. I love the story of the lady who was at the airport. She bought a bag of cookies and she was waiting on her flight. So she sat down, pulled out her iPad, started looking at stuff. Pretty soon she looked over, there was a little, ta- you know, one of those little tables and then there was a chair and there was a guy sitting there And he had opened her cookies. (laughs) And he was eating one of her cookies. And she's kind of looking at him like, what's going on? And he just smiled at her. So she just reached over and took a cookie herself and popped it in her mouth. He just smiled back at her. Took another cookie. This went back and forth. he would take a cookie, she'd take a cookie. Got down to the very last cookie, and he grabbed it and broke it in half and gave her half of it. She grabbed her stuff and, you know, just indignantly got up, went, got on her plane, sat down in her seat, opened her purse, and there was her bag of cookies. (laughs) She'd been eating his cookies. Listen, that's what I'm trying to help you to understand. Everything comes from him let's stand. I want to pray and we're going to worship. Lord God, thank you for the cookies. Thank you for all of the amazing things that you do in our lives. And, Lord, you know how hard it is for us to, to trust in this alternative e- economy because it doesn't make any sense. It makes about as much sense as cryptocurrency, honestly. We don't understand it, and it's a little scary. But, Lord, will you help us to remember that you're the one who's guaranteeing this alternative economy. You're the one who owns it all, has it all. They're your cookies. You loan them to us for a little while. Help us to trust in you.